Hello, everybody. Uh, welcome back. So, uh, it's been two weeks. I kind of have a decent schedule going now. Um, got a lot to talk about today. Uh, good stuff. Good stuff. All good stuff. For the most part. Um, first off, it's fall and it's amazing and gorgeous. Just want to throw that out there. Just don't know if I've told anyone before. I'm sure I have, but the fall is my favorite time of year. Uh, it's, it's, I just, I love the, the change leaves just everything uh colors seem really vibrant i just really like it and uh yeah it's just it's a it's a gorgeous time um but i do know like you know i've had a lot of episodes in the last year where i've been telling people oh, things are coming things are coming things are coming well finally things are happening uh i'm gonna be launching a, another podcast here uh with a group of pretty good friends of mine uh one of them's my brother um, two of the others are really good friends of mine and then uh Adam, I'm not sure if I've discussed with him here. I run a podcast with him as well, uh, but I'm launching a a D and D podcast, uh, and it's very very exciting. We've already recorded some content for it. Our first episode is going to be coming out in November. Uh, it's a camp. I'm the DM, and it's a campaign I've been working on for quite some time. Uh, you know, I put a lot of thought into it, and I'm, I'm very excited. Uh, two of the people playing are very new to D&D, as in this is going to be their first actual experience. And then, uh, the other two are experienced in it. I've DM'd a few times, so it's still going to be a journey, but it's going to be really fun. I'm very, very excited about it. Uh, the, DN- the, the D&D campaign podcast will be called uh, Dorks and Disasters. Uh, we all kind of came up with that together. It was very creative. I thought it was hilarious. And we'll be launching that. Uh, very similar to this one. It'll be hosted through Anchor as of right now. Uh, it'll be available on Apple, Google, Spotify. Uh, there's there's tons of them. It'll be up there, and I'll be sure to talk all about it once we launch. But we are we're going for the I want to say the second week of November. We want to launch, and we're going to be doing uh, definitely two episodes a month. Uh, we're going to be recording four episodes a month, but with editing and everything, we're 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 estimating we're going to have two out every month. So I'm very, very, very excited about that. Uh, keeping extremely busy on that front. Uh, and then I, I was talking about, I run another podcast with my buddy Adam. It's called uh, Locally Famous, if you guys are interested. And uh, Locally Famous DBQ, I believe is the actual name of it. But um, it's about the city that he lives in and I used to live in. And I might live in again, I'm sure. Uh, and we just kind of like talk about like local things, uh, local historic things. Um uh, local businesses and we have them come on the show we've done some interviews uh it's really fun it's really cool i've learned a lot about it uh we we have some episodes we record for that too right now that one's been going for about almost almost a year now it's coming up on and uh it's been really cool it's been a really fun journey uh yeah and like uh, it's just it's, it's it's exciting you know i'm finally like making progress on doing things i've always wanted to do which I don't want to say it seems selfish by any means, but, you know, like, everyone has goals in their life, and, you know, it feels good to actually make progress towards a goal after you've had, you know, setbacks many times over, and some of those setbacks, uh, you know, they're my fault, and other ones are just out of my control, and it just, it feels good to make progress. Uh, but yeah, I wanted to share that with everyone, and then, you know, I'm here to, here to chat with you folks. As you know, this podcast, we, we talk about all kinds of stuff here. We've talked about history. We've talked about uh, real life. Uh, me, 
Yes, I guess I'm not too exciting. Maybe I am. I don't know. I got all kinds of stories I could tell, I'm sure. Um, actually, something I kind of want to talk about is, like, nostalgia. Or, or, like, thinking back, you know, like... I don't know if anyone else does it like I do. Like, I, uh... I have a lot of, like... I'm young, you know. I turned 26 in two months, and... You know, I've had a lot of major, impactful things in my life. And, like... It's really weird to sit there and, like, look back on your life, you know, like, one of the most impactful things that ever, ever happened in my life is I, I went to Africa, I went to Kenya, I was with my sister, and uh, we were doing a humanitarian aid trip, and it, it was amazing, it was, you know, I was, was 13 or 14 years old at the time, uh, I was in 8th grade, I know that, because I got to leave school a month early to go on this trip, and, uh, it was really funny because I wasn't I'm not I wasn't a bad student in the sense of like like you know I, I would pay attention I wouldn't say I was stupid I would say I was relatively smart I, I just didn't like homework I'm not I'm, I have a very hard time doing homework I'm a very good test taker and I'm sure there's tons of people that say that and like it really held true to me because the school was talking with my parents before I went to Africa and they're like you know we might not be able to let him go he might fail eighth grade and then my mom and I got to meet with the principal and they let me take a bunch of tests that I had to take and I, you know I passed every one of them just fine and the school ended up deciding to let me go but like yeah you know I'm just not great at homework I never was and that's something I've been working on too because you know that's that's a learned skill I, I feel and uh, in my childhood which you know I've definitely shared with you folks before I never had the opportunity to learn how to do homework you could say you know, it wasn't, it wasn't something, you know, it's very hard to focus on things like that. Uh, especially with what, everything I had going on in my life. But, um, and that's part of the reason I think this trip to Africa was so impactful to me. Because, you know, you, a lot of you know what I came from. A lot of you understand, you know, like I had a horrendous childhood that I would not wish upon anyone. And I went to Africa, you know the poorest continent in, in the world arguably which is it's just sad you know the, the way that that nation's been treated and the things that happened to it you know the British Empire did the US did I mean the whole world did it let's be honest but like those are the two that get talked about a lot that I grew up knowing about you know and uh and now nowadays it just has this horrible stigma about it you know like back when I went everyone was talking about oh don't get malaria you can get AIDS this that and the other thing and don't get me wrong it, it was definitely possible to, to get those things I don't think I was too worried as a 14 year old about getting AIDS but uh the malaria was definitely a serious thing but you know like here in the US we, we don't really have to deal with that you know we do have better health care than there and whatnot and you know, I, I'm a very big advocate that the U.S.'s healthcare is, like, the worst in the developed nation. But even if you're the worst of the best, you're still better than the worst in the world, you know? Uh, and, uh, you know, that was, that was just something I had to look at when I was going into it. And, you know, like going to Africa, was, it was very eye-opening. Um, especially with, with what I came from. You know, I, I, you know, I grew up in a very very abusive environment. I was in foster care for a very long time. You know, I've been adopted twice. 
you know, I've had a lot of, a lot of trauma in my life, you could say. And then, you know, I go to this nation where, you know, I, I helped build an orphanage. I, I went to numerous different orphanages. Um, you know, I got to visit these kids who, you know, even though I didn't have a lot, you know, I still had a few things. You know, I had a bag with my name on it. I had a few clothes. For the most part, people would feed you. You know, like, when you're in foster care, the people that take you in, you know, they'd feed you and they'd care for you you know on the surface level at least you know they'd at least make they'd give you the decent ability to live I guess and when I was in Africa you know I got to see these kids who they ate very little uh you know there, there, there was this one village we had gone to and uh there was this little boy he couldn't have been more than three or four and his belly was it was very swollen and you know I asked my sister I was like is he fat or is that something else because you know I was young I didn't know and um, it, it turns out that when you don't uh, your belly it swells and it's very bad and it's part it's a sign of malnutrition I'm sure there's other factors that go into it that I just I don't know but I know like that's that's what it is and that's what she had told me and I was like wow this is a, a child, a, a young child, that like in the U.S. You know, young children they definitely garner sympathy in situations like that. Community will, will come together, and you know, when, when I was in Kenya, you know, they they do what they can, but you know, there's there's not the community's already poor. You know, they're already in a rough spot, and uh, it it just kind of spoke volumes to me as a child. Uh, or a teenager, a young adult, you know, some people would say, but, and, uh, some, you know, like that, stuff like that was, it was very impactful for, for me to see, like, a lot of youth at my time, you know, they would never even consider something like that, they wouldn't even consider that their, their brothers and sisters could be what this little kid I saw was, and, uh, you know, when we went to these villages, you know, we, we brought food with us and we brought toys, you know, we hung out and I was, I was a white guy, you know, they don't see a lot of white people, they do see them, but not a lot, you know, we'd have fun and we, we'd spend time with them, but, you know, it was a very fleeting thing, you could say, it was, it wasn't, I'm sure that that memory for those kids that could remember that that, that's something that would stick with them for a long time. Just because it was so that there are people that I cared, you know, like, you know, it's just, it's weird. Another thing that happened, though, is we went to a city in Kenya. It's called Kasumu. It's the second largest city there, or was at the time. And uh, we, my sister and I were doing, uh, we were with another person at the time, and they were going to hospitals and just praying with, uh, you know, people in the hospital because they, they didn't have anything. And uh, again, like I said, I still think the U.S. has the worst healthcare for a developed nation, but it still needs better than what I saw there. And, you know, when I went on to this hospital, they searched us before we went in. They had to make sure we didn't have cameras so that we wouldn't photograph anything. Uh, and, you know, they, they wouldn't allow any sort of camera in uh, because of that. Like, if, if photos of that had gotten out, I think the U.N. was the people that would come in, humanitarian, because, uh, there was cockroaches on the floor everywhere. 
uh, the room we had gone into, there was probably 20 people in sick beds all together. Uh, and uh, it was very, I wouldn't say it was traumatizing to me. I'm sure there are some people that go to that and just like, you know, that might be their line. For me, it was more of a, like, wow, this sucks. But in my own defense, up to that point, I've already had plenty of other trauma. I guess you could say I was used to trauma. And uh, when uh, when we were in this room, I, I prayed with this lady. Uh, my sister, you know, I, I was holding this lady's hand. It was a really weird moment. I'm going to preface this out right now. It was very unsettling what had happened. Uh, but while I was holding this lady's hand, she ended up passing away. And it was just really... It's really weird, I guess. I, that was... It's really weird when you see someone up close die. You know, you... You know, that... I think that affected me more than I, I think. Like, on a maybe a deeper level than the surface level. Because on surface level, I was like... Well, that was... Weird. And my sister and I, we left, like, right away. Like, the hospital asked us to leave. And, you know, it was almost immediately after that we, just, we were gone. And no one ever brought it up to me either. No one even talked to me about it. But, uh... You know, now that I look back on it, like, I'm sure that did impact me uh, quite a bit more. You know, it's, it's, people are full of life, you know, and when you see that light go out, you know, this lady, she couldn't have been more than 30, you know, it was, it was just really weird, really unsettling, but, uh, you know, like that, that, you would never see a hospital like that in the U.S. At least I, I hope not. Uh, it was a horrendous experience in that respect. And then um, another thing that happened while we were in Kisumu, like this one too, was one of those things that you know impacts someone for a long time. Is like, like I said, a lot of these these Africans, these young ones, they don't they, they don't see white people very often especially young white people that are their age and uh i got you know they laughed at me a lot because at that time in my life i had the long hair i guess long for me you know used on my eyes and you know there's this house we were staying at the compound we were at like we had walls around it and stuff um directly across from it was it was where a lot of these high schoolers had lived uh, there's a school that was relatively close and there's it was just like a, a residential district is the best way to say it and um my this this the driver I was with who was with us our entire time in Africa, his name was Francis. Uh was a really nice guy, he was really cool. And uh uh we were walking and I, you know, I had some, some money and I I went and bought uh sugar cane, which I'm not sure if you anyone listening has ever seen like actual sugar cane, it's like wood you chew on it. And I spent like three US dollars of it, which was way more than I needed. Like, I, I got, like, probably 10 feet of sugar cane. And I didn't realize, like, that's something else. Like, when I was there, one US dollar was, like, 100 of theirs or 120 of theirs. It was insane. And uh, we were walking back to our house, and these, these girls were speaking behind me. They were speaking Nairobi. Or not not Nairobi. Uh, got the language. Uh, Kenyan, I guess would be the best way to say it. 
uh, and uh, they were laughing at me and they were pointing and uh, they were talking to Francis. You know, and I, you know, obviously I didn't speak the language. And I was like, Francis, what are, what are they saying? And he's like, oh, they're, uh, they're, they're laughing because they, they want some, but they don't want to ask you. And uh, I was like, well, why not? And he's like, well, you know, you're a boy, you're their age, you're white. You know, they, these were all the things he was saying to me. I was like, I, I don't really care. Like, they can have some. And I ended up giving it to him. I gave him all of it, actually. I took, like, a few more pieces. And, uh... It, it, like, they, they smiled. They were so happy. You know, they, they were just so happy to have sugar cane that wouldn't stick to chew on. And, you know, I just that I don't know, that spoke, I guess you could say, leans to me. And, uh, yeah, I don't know, it's just, it was weird, like, it was, you know, I can still, like, remember their faces when I gave it to them, they were so happy, and, you know, a lot of the people that I interacted with were obviously, you know, they're poor, and, you know, when you can make someone stay like that, it's, it's very exciting, I guess, when you can impact someone's life and you can see it especially directly after you know seeing someone else pass away it was it was just it was weird but you know i look back on that now as an adult and like that time hell that was well over a decade ago now and, you know i'm definitely an adult now and it it speaks to me beyond beyond belief like you know you don't I don't know. There are very few things I feel in people's lives that will stick with something like that does with me. A few good things, I would say. I, you know, trauma sits with you forever, but like, you know, I learned a lot about myself in that trip. And I learned a lot about other people too. And, you know, it was just a very eye-opening experience, very heart-opening experience, you could even say. And, you know, I can, I can look back on it now as an adult and be like, wow, no, that's crazy. Like, it's crazy. And now with, you know, the current state of the world it is now, it's it's crazy to me now. Like, everything's so different. Everything Everything's just changing. Changing so much. You know, the world never slows down, that's for sure. Time doesn't wait for anybody. But yeah, you know, that was just, I guess the point of this is, uh, you know, sometimes it's good to kind of sit back and reflect on your, your past. You know, think about the things you've seen and what they've meant to you and, you know, ask yourself why. Uh, you know, and someone like me, someone who suffers from a few different mental issues, especially with, you know, like chronic depression is, uh, Nostalgia can be a really painful thing, especially when the here and now really sucks. Uh, you, you can look back in the past, but don't live in it. It's something I someone said to me recently, and uh, that made a lot of sense. So take that with a grain of salt. You know, when you reflect. Don't don't do what I do and wish that you could go back because you thought you were happier then. You know, you can you can look back, but don't don't live in it. And I guess another really good quote that goes with that is, you know, they always say the grass is green, the 
other side. And uh, someone else, I think, someone else I was talking to is, uh, you know, they said the grass is green where you water it. And it's like, well, uh, sometimes you don't got any water, you know? <laughs> but, uh, but yeah, that's, uh, that's kind of what I want to say. You know, I want to share that, you know? Just think back about yourself. Think about where you've been in life. Think about the things you've done. Are you happy? I guess that's a very loaded question if you ever ask someone if they're happy. Maybe I shouldn't say it like that. Maybe I should say, you know, are you are you okay with the decisions you've made in your life and the things you've done? Uh, you know, it's, I think that's a very important question to ask yourself sometimes. And uh, if you're not, think about what you can do to make it better because that's what I do every day I'm always I'm always looking at the next thing and eventually I'll stop I think when I feel that I've finally accomplished something and uh, you know maybe it's an unhealthy goal but I should think for most folks it would be a healthy goal to have something that you want to accomplish. Like, I know what I want to accomplish in my life. And I'm going to accomplish it. It's just a matter of time. Uh, you know, and that's why it's good to reflect, because you can look back at what you've done. And go, well, going from here, this is what I should do going forward. But, fun little episode, folks. A little more you learn about me every day. Uh, I got more stories about the Africa things, but those are the ones I really wanted to share because they obviously meant a lot to me. And again, I have the D&D podcast coming up. I hope you are all as excited as I am for it because I am thrilled. Uh, yeah, you know, that's coming out in November. I'm trying to do these episodes every two weeks. I think it's kind of my goal. You folks have a wonderful week. Stay safe. Stay healthy. Obviously, vote. Uh, the elections are coming out. Please vote. It's very important. Voting is very, 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 very important. And uh, some could say now more than ever. But uh, nonetheless, it's an important thing. Is I guess I mean you're in America. If you're in America, if you're an American citizen, vote. And you know it's. it's there's a reason it's called a democracy in that respect. Um, yeah. Thanks for listening, folks. I look forward to talking to you in the next one. Uh, again, check out Rob's book. Uh, Rob Atone, this gentleman we had on last week. Uh, it's her infernal name. And it was really, it's really enjoyable. I will talk to you all later. Bye now. Bye now.